welcome to Drinking and Talking with your host, Vincent Franconi. The piss so bad. It's so sit. bad right now. I How many beers drink. have you had? Two. Two? Not even one and a half. Well, you're skinny. Like, you have no room to it keep goes, it. Well, also, there's a secret you want to know about me. It's I always have to pee. Like, the Hulk's always angry. Okay. I have always got to pee. Joey is always, like, angry and full of piss. Yeah. <laughs> That's like Joey's claim to fame. Pissed off. Pissed off. He's the pissed. definition. Yeah. Angry and pissy. Whereas Mike seems more chill. I try to be. I, I mean, know. like, I have that Italian rage point. Do you really? Uh, but it, 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 you really have to cross a, a line. Like, a, you really got to be walking a very disrespectful line for me to go to that place. That's good. You're not just like hair no, trigger fucking no. Italian. For crazy. the most part, I'm just, it's not worth Because I don't want to feel that. It's exhausting to be Italian. Yeah. We're so, emotional. We are emotional. You're right. You know, but one thing I think I should say, and I think uh, you would agree and Joe would agree, uh, for as much as our family is batshit crazy as we all are to some level <laughs> yes yeah uh i'm not exempting myself from right this at exactly all. Like, like we're, we're all part fucking of the family. nuts yeah exactly but like we have that big family yeah and it's something i realized as i got older is like people don't have those connections or those big families it's true and uh it was my dad at one point i was dating someone that didn't have a big family and he's like you know to people that you date and introduce to your family like they don't see that as something normal because no. I would have girls after the first time meeting my our family. Oh, forget be it! Be very emotional. And oh my cry god! And be like, they feel like they've like, gone through like some traumatic war experience. I remember they all meeting say, my family. I always get like, they all hugged me, and I was like, yeah, like we do that. I just, I just want to be like, I just want to be safe. Yeah, it's just like, <laughs> so it is well, cool coming. Like, from that. like to this day, like every once in a while, if I if we're going for Christmas. Christmas is especially fucking chaotic. Oh, God, like dude. the entire family's there. My dad's there, which is like there's this added weight of just like loud, crazy Italian shit going on. So like we'll roll up to like Joanne's house where we always have like Christmas, and my wife will just go, "I need to take like a Tylenol, like like a, a like like an adv- preemptive Tylenol, because I'm gonna have it's a headache loud. by the time Until it's over. Eat. When they're yeah. eating, it's quiet. Yeah, That's when, the when there's suddenly part. like food in their face, they're fucking quiet. But otherwise. When I was a kid, I remember once as a dick, I like brought, this is years, this is the 80s technology, I brought a tape recorder and uh, just put like the cassette in there, blank, and hit record. And then like later listened to it and it was just like a cacophony of fucking voices. No, I've lost it, I'm sure. But but it 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 was just nonsense and insanity. And this is like all your parents were there and everybody was just screaming and yelling and talking and like grandparents are there. It's just like that's an Italian thing. Like nobody really like the thing I I love about my family is how like gregarious they are. Mm -hmm. But the thing I hate about my family, (laughs) if I can talk some shit on the podcast for a sec, is they don't fucking listen. No. Like you really need like like if you want to get a point in, you got to fucking wedge that point in. You got to like really get that. You got to be aggressive in that point. It's one thing, I mean, literally just right now it happened. I, I almost interrupted you to say what I wanted to exactly. say. Exactly. You and, can't help but do it. And at this point, it's, it's, the, it's the, instead of listening, it's waiting to talk. Yes. And that's a terrible thing to do. Right. And I try not to do that. I try to recognize that I do but that. But you're, you know, you're, 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 but one I'm of also us. louder than you. So it's like, <laughs> I'll just talk louder than they have to stop talking because I'm loud. Okay, good. They're stopped because right. I'm talking louder. I remember there was one family gathering where I screamed at the top of my lungs, like, 
people, people, listen, listen. And I just kept screaming that yeah. because they, like, they wouldn't shut the fuck up. Yeah. No, it's, it always is. It's, it's a trait. Yeah, yeah. Like it's, it's just a thing they do. craziness. I, I warn people. Mm-hmm. Right, hey, my family's like, you're going to probably get hugged. Some people might kiss you on the cheek. They're going to be loud. There's yep. a lot of affection. They're going to you a lot. They're going to eat. Gonna if you don't eat enough, they're going to ask you why you're not eating. Yeah. I do miss yeah. grandma and grandpa's because I every do. time you went there, like there was food. Mm. It was like oh, a yeah. thing like, are you hungry? Well, too fucking bad. It, right. yeah. it was always awesome going to spend the weekend with grandma. Yeah. yeah. Go to the dollar store as a kid. Yeah. Can't tell you how many times grandpa bought me this cheap dollar little toy shotgun that would break after an hour. But I did it every <laughs> fucking time for that hour. That was good times. Yeah. 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 No, what you were saying about like uh, earlier about like how... Um, with the family like not as many people have that like when you're dating and like you're introducing the family like i realized as i got older and how many people like i'd be like oh yeah i'm having a family party and they'd be like oh that sucks i'd be like no, no you no. want to come yeah. no it's fun and it's fun. right and it's because like we we're a very close tight-knit family and i realized i just told that story the other night yeah. about um, grandpa what me and joe used to work together um out in oakbrook and we had this it was christmas eve we were closing so we closed like six and we we're like talking to this girl's closing. Oh, we're going to do nice. She's like, Oh, well I'm locked out of my apartment and my landlord said he can't. Come <laughs> I know this is going. So, uh, just like, well, you know, like my, we're going to my, like his house, but like you can come if you want to just, it sucks Christmas Eve be by yourself yeah. and not having to do. So we just brought it with and the whole family. No, like, that's, that's what I meant. They got her a gift. Yes, they were exactly. able to no, fucking yes. my, have a gift for her. To open, like, here you go. My mom no, open this shit. I got there at seven thirty, and and we opened presents at nine. This girl had a gift, and it's just like, but that's fucking rad. But also, no, but, I want to say real quick, the part of that story. Do you remember is that that's also when we found out we accidentally brought a stripper to the Christmas yeah, party? Right. You got a stripper? Yeah, the that was no really she was a stripper. What the fuck was I? We she was found also out like in the, like, when the we were there. Punk scene, like with the what you call it? Oh, I know what you. Okay, I know. Yeah, 99ers or 89ers or. I believe it. Yeah, and it was just like, I mean, she was a perfectly nice girl we worked at. She had this other job. Yeah. And then we yes, were talking the we were at my house, job. and I remember the moment. We've had a lot of moments where, like, someone says something, we both kind of look at each other, like, to be Christo- like, uh, Christopher that, Nolan? Did we just, yeah. Did, yeah, did we just find out? Like, there was, it was so There funny. was some girl that Joey was dating, mm-hmm. and uh, she was kind of metal. And she was pretty, like, uh, she wore the metal. I mean, like, it was, like, you know, the fucking makeup and the fucking leather skirts and all this shit. Which one was that? I don't know. Like, Joe, <laughs> the hell like, you like, like, dated a few. Joe has been such a fucking pimp for yeah. years. Oh, God. That, like, in high school, oh. like, you were, like, a freshman dating a senior. Like, Joe is. That's pimp. true, actually. I did do that. Joe has been a pimp for years. But, like, you had some girl you brought over to the family, and she was pretty metal. She looked pretty metal. Well, how old was he? I, I don't like... know. He was, like, young. But I remember my dad was, like, looking, and he goes, Whatever happened to innocence? Oh my gosh! And like Imagine fucking, it, it's gone away with like you know they're all okay. doing, they're all banging each other, doing meth yeah. now. Right. Like innocence is gone. Yeah. But it's like, it's like why wouldn't Joe be dating a metal chick? Right, was right. Like fucking hardcore, like totally. Yeah, I mean metal band, get a metal girl. I, mean, I, just, yeah. I don't know what girl it was, frankly. Yeah, I. Because you've had like a parade of that fucking, memorable. Because I are you dating somebody? I actually have a girlfriend now. Joey has a girlfriend. It's crazy. Which is it's big. first girlfriend in years. Yeah. I um. Yeah. We've been dating for like four months. And Mikey? No. Playing the scene, or just like uh, uh, figuring yourself out? I've kind of got myself figured out, but it's like now become this whole. I really have just in my discovering myself 
you know, you got to love yourself, all that bullshit, which I do. That's true. Though. I like spending time with myself yeah. to the point where now I enjoy spending time by myself. Well, and good it's luck hard. With that. It's hard to like, yeah, there's people that'll be like, oh, what do you like to do? I'm like, I like to just chill out with my cat and smoke weed and like watch Netflix by myself. Right. And like, yeah. oh, I love doing those things, too. And it's like, yeah, but then I'm not by myself. Yeah. And it's not I'm finding now like having a hard time just having I was telling Joe the other day like just having the energy to want to go give my energy to other people that aren't like Joe my bandmates or like the I only say I have like a handful of people like that call actual friends how many, how many like, roommates do you guys have just, just one me, other one one other okay. one okay uh, so that's not too bad but I was gonna say I feel like part of the reason for that is because of the way dating is now because of all that yeah. stuff we talked yeah. about earlier exhausting yeah. I just, that's like, why don't, it's that much oh, I don't want to deal with it I can't imagine dating at your age oh well God. it sounds fucking I'm so horrible. happy I have I'll, a girlfriend I'll now. say this I'm so happy I'm fucking married <laughs> yeah. are you kidding me it's like if you want to I'll go do anything to keep this marriage going because I can't fucking deal with what you guys deal with uh, I don't know because I've it's easy it's like sure. it, depending on what you want it's not hard to get anymore but, but like the internet but that's like how Amazon it is different. Like, but like, like having a date the probably doesn't see, seem hard, but, but having see, a girlfriend seems hard. Getting, yes. see, because no one wants to do that. It's no. not difficult. No. But finding something genuine nowadays uh, is very difficult, I've found. Yeah. Right. Because of what I mentioned earlier about the grass is greener. That's yes. the definition of Tinder. But like, I can't, oh, Tinder. Like, I, the idea of doing that, like, I will do anything I can to keep my wife with me. Yeah. Partially because I do love her, but also Partially. because, but also because the idea of being single in my forties is a fucking nightmare. Yeah, like because I remember being single in my twenties, it was easy. You See, just kind then, of right. like you just like go to a bar and maybe you meet somebody. If you don't, like whatever, you go home and fucking toss one off and you're done. But it's like <laughs> being fucking. 30 something now in dating yeah. in the era of Tinder sounds horrific. Well, and here's the, the uh, fucked up thing is bad. it's 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 not that bad if you know how to do it but No, it sounds about, horrible. But what you said about you see it's so fucked up. <laughs> people don't go to bars to talk and meet other people now. Mm-hmm. No. What do they do? They go to, to like Tinder date to meet their Tinder like oh, it's, really? it's now, You don't go to a bar to meet a girl. You're meeting a girl at the bar. Oh, I've had more luck. It sounds horrible. I've had more luck and guys in general have more luck. Meeting someone off the internet that you have no actual human connection right. with. Yeah. Again, no judgment. That's just how it is. Yep. Then it is to walk up to a girl at a bar and start, because immediately you're a creep, you're a douchebag, right. you're weird. Exactly. All these, you know, slew of things. So, you know, now, I mean, and part of what I, I saw too is like people, um, I guess they did a poll and people are more willing to say things they would never say in person via text. And when you're starting a connection via a text, because yeah. that's what Tinder is, sure. pretty much, you're really just kind of seeing the highlight again, the highlights of the person, right. the parts you want to see, and you're kind of man, not necessarily always manufacturing. Because like you, here's the thing: is you can't deny when you do meet that person if there is a connection. Like that's right. still a real human connection, but, but it's being started on something that's a little different, a little artificial, you too. know. Well, but, like like, I mean, the idea to me seems. It's predicated on your 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 experience. You're, you're you're meeting each other online first, right? Before you meet in person, right? So there's something about that that seems like really weird and artificial to me. It's it's but at the yeah. same time so you get I get it. A on someone, it, it, and can kind of look at their like, well, this is what they're about. But and like, you know, they like this dog. Oh, he's got they like tattoos. This he likes cats. He likes yeah. music. The bands I do. I think there's that. I think though, when it first came, when online dating first came out, I was totally not into it. Mm-hmm. You know, I was still like drinking and like in the bar scene, so I was like, "No, I'm I'm fine." Yeah. Um, 
but like I, I understood it, like you said, like, oh, I understand it. But think about if you take when you would go to the bar yeah. in the 80s or whatever, the yes. 90s. You're looking around first. Yes. You're basing, you're your, the you're scene. basing yeah. your decision if you're going to talk to someone on their, what they look like. This Kinda. is taking going to a bar and put it on your phone. Right. If, if, Sounds horrible. Fuck, fuck a little three-sentence profile. That doesn't tell me shit, you know? Sure. But you're basing it off of, like... So it's like if you were at a bar and you just put your phone up and just looked at every girl through your phone camera, that's all it is. This is horrible. It is, but it's also just with everything else that technology is doing, it's making it easier, simplifying it, and just making it quick. It, but that's I'm not saying that's a good thing. No, right. But it is what it's become. The, it, what the thing become. that I, yeah. I like about it, or and I guess what finally made me get into it when I did for like the time I was, like, it, I don't, you know, okay, I graduated college. I yeah. don't, I'm self-employed. Yeah. I don't have coworkers. I don't drink. I don't go to bars anymore. How the fuck am I supposed to meet someone? Right. You know, and like so. What, like like, and now people, I know that's my. You meet like normal people. You get introduced by friends. No, well, okay. My, well, that's that's so that's, fucking that's antiquated. So what I just said was yeah. so fucking nineties. No, seriously, and and that's the thing is like no, it's I, horrible. It's yeah. just of you know in ter- in the world of like when it's like well my lifestyle doesn't necessarily have me meeting a bunch of people yeah. right um so then that was the that was what first got me into it and i was like well like i don't have my friend group shrank you yeah. know people move away and then they get married and they get job and then now i'm like left with three friends half of them have girlfriends yeah. and then there's me and it's you know so like i feel like for a lot of people that's why it kind of came around mm-hmm. And, you know, and also in the world that we live in of, like, everyone's got their job plus two side hustles. Yeah. It's like no one's got time to do things. Everyone's so it's busy. like now you can write. So now you can well, I, I almost compartmentalize envy, your dating life. I almost envy it in a way because, like, in the 90s, like, dating was very traditional in a sense. that We were sort of, like, on the cusp of all this technology. Right. But I, and I never, like, like, in the 90s, I never, like, tore it up. Sure. Like, you know, meeting girls and shit like that. But, like, I would see my friends who would have a new girlfriend every week. Right. And, like, the way they did that was still the traditional way. But now I feel like you could do that shit so easily. It's, like, you could easily, like, like, like meet a new girl every week or meet a new person every week. I know people I that, that have done that and do yeah. that. And I'm like... It sounds exhausting. It's, it yeah, is. it's like why? Shit. Like what are you? What are you trying to prove? I guess. Right. Like I don't know. Like well, it's a game. I, guess, I assume are they you, try to I guess prove, you're winning. Well, I truly, I, I assume they try to prove that like they've mastered right. this the whole art of scene, seduction, which is which is which really is a thing. Not, but it's the art of online seduction. Right. Uh, it's a, a totally different thing. I'm. You so know what? I, I feel like if I was your age. I would probably jack off like every like more than I would date because it seems so much easier. Um, yeah, absolutely. yeah. Like, why, why would yeah. you just like fucking beat off instead of going out with a girl? Right. Well, because it seems like so much work. Right. Like you have to fucking check their profile and make sure a match and all this yep. bullshit. It and just then, seems like it's too much work. And then, well, and like I was saying earlier, like. So then you got, you know, say they have a link to their Instagram. Well, you can go see, oh, shit, you had a boyfriend a year ago. Let me right. go see all those pictures. I think you're going to compare having. yourself to them. But that's the thing, too. Exactly. Is everyone's social media, I want to say this earlier, everyone's their own brand now. Mm-hmm. Uh, and everyone's Instagram is everyone's their brand. selling themselves. You know, I'm at this restaurant. I'm wearing these clothes. I'm doing this. Like, that seems and terrible. And that's, like, where I'm at with, like, just I'm just going to tie all the strings together we've talked about sure. with music. I got sick of building my own brand. Like, I'm just a fucking dude that wants to play music. I don't give a fuck about me, my brand. Do you feel sure. like a pressure to do that, though? You have to almost really? now. Like, I definitely do. You have really? to promote your shit. Otherwise, like... No, that's It's true. so yeah. saturated. Like, 
we're recording this on a phone. You can record a record on that phone with this microphone There's and put so it out. Fucking noise out there. And it's just really? like mm-hmm. the cream's gonna rise to the crop for sure. But it's such a saturated mic. You know how many hit records probably will never get heard by more than a hundred people. I do believe that because like even when I, like I put the book out and uh, like years ago when there was no internet, mm-hmm. none of this shit. Like there was a publicity team to deal with that shit. Yeah. And now you are expected to be your own publicity. You are your own publicity. And I am really shit at that. Me too. Or so I like, I'm really bad it. at that. Well, I don't want to do it. See, you can yeah. pay but it's someone like, to do oh, it Oh, you have to like, go out and like, like fucking tweet this thing if you want people to read your shit. And it's like, no, I don't want to do that. I, I really suck at that. Right. I'm much better just like writing something and giving to it to somebody well, and like, you do something right. with it. And here's the thing and what it comes back to is like, we're interested in the creative part. We're interested yes. in the art. Yeah, exactly. And creating the thing and doing but it. But the marketing Now part? being like, I'm not a fucking marketing guy. Uh, I can't yeah. give a fuck about marketing. Yeah, I, I, I just want to do the thing. Yeah. And and we're all totally expected, yeah, to have this like, you know. Well, it's changed. Of, of it's your... like, like there was an essay that I love to teach in my um, one of my classes. And it's by this guy named Andrew Keene. And he's very critical of technology, but he's a technology guy. Like he's a Silicon Valley veteran. But he's very, very sort of like skeptical of it. And he even says like, you know, the era that we're in now, like the whole point of Web 2.0 and Web 3.0, like the new iterations, is that you reduce the gatekeepers, the record A&R guys, the fucking publishers, Mm -hmm. the movie execs, like all these guys are are disappearing in this era where like you can make art and put it out yourself. But the downside of that is you don't have the benefit of like a record label nope. or a publisher or a studio who is going to like promote for you. Like you have to do that yourself. And the, and and the problem is, is that like every he calls it the cult of the amateur where yes. every amateur can go out and probably if they're if they're like tenacious enough can fucking like promote their own shit. Right. But it doesn't mean they're really good. Nope. They're just better at promotion than the next guy. No, Right. And that's what like that's for what me, like I like I like I've said earlier, like I've been struggling with social media and just like trying to get myself to not be on it so much. And if it was if and this is the fucked up thing, if it was up to me, I would get rid of Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. But here's the thing, guys, it's not you up to me. Can't do it. You because can't do it. What am I gonna do to promote my music? I think music has to have another not revolution, but I think there's gonna be something that comes along that changes it, the game. Because record labels are, are they're they're obsolete. Mm-hmm. They're just they're obsolete. They're, and they're fat. it's like it's like with video stores you can see the writing on the walls uh-huh. you know I don't know what that next thing is uh-huh. but it's like people like what Jay-Z's doing where he's making deals with phone companies to buy a million of his records and they do a promotion where they give their users that record for free a week before the general population like uh-huh. or how Wu-Tang put out that record sold one the copy because it's art the and one. that argument was great I thought uh-huh. well why can't my art be worth a million dollars if this is the only one, we printed it on some gold shit, like right, and that fucking pharmaceutical asshole yeah. bought it. But I don't think there's enough. Pe- there's not enough people that are going to do that because of what you're saying. Well, and well, and also, but but but, but what is that? And now again, I'm, I'm a Jay Z fan. Sure, I think he's great. But what does Jay Z have? A lot of money. Right. So he gets to make those exactly. He's already passed that. Keeping the people in the echelon that have passed the wall up on top of that wall. So what do the people below it do? And that's what we're all trying to figure out. 
you know, and that's the problem you, you because you try to latch onto that. Yeah, you try to get picked up into that. Mm-hmm. You try to I think that's what it is. It's like the seven, six degrees to Kevin Bacon thing. Yeah. You know how, like when I got to play with Travis and Mike Flumley, sure. who played on the Alkaline Trio record. It's like okay, cool. So I know this contact. Who knows these contacts? Who know these contacts? Yeah. And all these people are already through the wall. And I th- I so if I could get in that circle, and then one, one to, connection get to this, it's right, you know. Which is again back which to the like, basic who you know. And that's how it was even back when I talked earlier about 2006, 2007. It's like we had a manager. We sent our record. We sent our record to, I couldn't tell you how many labels. But yes. this one dude that ran this real indie label in New Jersey worked part-time at Universal as like a talent finder, brought that record into the VP of uh, Artist Development's office and played it for him. We got a call from the VP from Universal. We didn't even send Universal our shit. Right. But because he knew one dude right. who heard this by chance. I lived the dream of working at a video store. It was me, the dude that I ended up being in that band, Josh with, yeah. My roommate Richard, my roommate PA, and then our boss Jonah. We all hired each other. Yeah. We all fucking worked there. We all lived in a house together down the street. My that. boss was a total fucking stone. And this was before I smoked weed even. One of the first times I ever smoked weed, we were doing inventory <laughs> for Hollywood video. And my boss was like... <laughs> you have to be high for My that, boss right? was, <laughs> was like, we would, do overnights. So and we would do 10 to, yeah. 10 to 6. And he goes, man, I can't do this. I just got to smoke. But he was so paranoid of getting caught. Yeah. We hotboxed in the bathroom of the Hollywood oh, video. Christ. It was like literally like the first or second time I ever smoked weed in my life. Wow. And uh, then proceeded to just scan. That, looking back on it, if I can go back and have that job forever, that fucking. Cool. <laughs> so since we're on the subject of weed, yeah, because this is the uh, the drinking podcast, but it's okay. Like weed versus liquor. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah. Like, what are your thoughts? Because I think like my generation, we drank a shit ton, and uh, like people smoked weed, but it was sort of like you know. A th- it was different. Like, I feel like weed now is because it's practically legal. Right. It's, like it's become so normal it's now. Much less demonized. Like it is, it is like my dad once told me like, don't ever let me catch you smoking pot. Right. Yeah. But he never said anything about booze. So it's like, sure. oh, fuck, I'll just drink shitloads of beer. And, uh, but, but it was different. Like, I feel like there was still like a stigma to weed. There still is. There's still, is yeah. it really? Obviously yeah. like how my, my mom is, Crazy. Well, your mom like, is, you know, the but age she is. I, Some people. I still have, like, even, like, when I meet someone new and I'm like, yeah, I smoke. Some people uh, are still just not into it. There's people that are just not into it, don't want to have anything. Well, for to me, do it was just it. I never cared about it. Like, it was never, like, a thing that I liked. Okay. Or liquor I did. Right. right. Like, it was more like, like, my friends smoke weed, but I was like, eh, it's just not my thing. Sure. sure. But well, I feel like now everybody fucking smokes weed. I liked smoking. I was a cigarette smoker. Really? Yeah. For you probably cigarettes? like from 2007 until like 2011. Oh, God, really? Um, I didn't know that. When I moved to Chicago and they were $15 a pack, it, was, yeah, it well, helped like quit. That's different. And then just, I like to roll roll up my weed. So it's like replacing that habit with smoking a joint. Doobies. Yeah, mm-hmm. you know, yeah. like, I just think it's, I look at it like, like, you know, there's other different types of tea you can drink. Same thing with the marijuana. They all do different things. There's there's a lot of positives for it. I do see it as something that can do a lot more. It does a lot more good than harm, especially in the medical field. Sure. And I think the, that way, the, the you know, I don't I'm sure to some level people describe what I do as a self-medicating thing. But I don't wake up every day and be like, I can't survive if I don't smoke. Right. Okay. If I got up in the morning and like ran out and didn't smoke, oh, my, I'm fine. 
All right. You know, I'm not a different person. I don't use it to, like, maintain this chill vibe. Right, um, right. Yeah, like some people I know who really, it, it is part of their, if they don't smoke sure. it or not themselves. Like, Doug Benson says it best, I think. He's like, life's cool. He's like, when you're, when you're high, it's just a little cooler. You know <laughs> right. what I'm saying? Yeah. Uh, I mean, like, I feel like. I just like it. I just love doing it. I just see, love yeah, it. Yeah, for me, it was a very. I mean, it was a 180 turn for, oh, for me. When like, I really when I when he would come visit me in the city and I would light up this motherfucker. <coughs> do you have to do that next to me? <laughs> like literally, nice. would be the most dramatic, well, still over the then. top. Exactly, he was still a, a so heavy drinker. There was during that time, like I was, yeah, drinking a lot. Yeah. Everyone in the band smoked, and I did not. They would go in my drummer's room, and I'd be out. He was Mister, and just sour about it up in the tower. Yeah, you know, fucking. Like found out, like I remember when my like I found out Frank did. I was, it was literally like at two Brute, like yeah, I couldn't believe you it. You too, motherfucker. Like I couldn't believe it. Yeah. I was like my bad, one of my best friends. Oh my, like and just such disdain, because I had no knowledge about it. I didn't know shit about you it. I just knew. Yeah. I just and we never remember Dare class being like, "Don't do drugs. Yeah. They're all bad. They're all going to kill like you. That. They're all going to kill you." When I first got introduced, I was like, I was no, that's bad. I don't want to fuck with yeah. that." And I'll tell you, I was ignorant. And it's kind of funny that it's how this has happened, but I mean, obviously, Mike, you know, was probably the person that I was around the most that did it and yeah. offered once in a while, but I always was like, I'm good. I'm a gentleman. But then, maybe today's the day. Yeah. The thing that started um, my interest in it, and also, coincidentally, my interest in podcasting, Kevin Smith's podcast, Smartcast. Yeah. So he's known obviously for playing Silent Bob, yeah. Stoner. Kevin Smith isn't a stoner. No. Wasn't. Until a couple of years ago, really? Which actually about, about probably ten years ago now. Around when he said, probably Jason second years. Got him into it, or so? <laughs> well, yeah, probably. So around, I think like I think his podcast started in 07. I've been I listened from episode one, and while listening to it, he was going through life changes and started yeah. smoking pot. Really? And now I'm listening to someone I love, like one of my favorite speakers and authors, and like I love his work. Yeah. Someone I like, you know kind of like admired now talking in a safe space free of judgment not my friends peer pressuring me mm. talking about his experience with marijuana really and how it helped him and how it was good and how these things and just opening up my mind to it and it's kevin smith yeah so it was a combination of that and then being having friends that i also trusted yeah. their judgment and like you know I, I was always very nervous of trying anything new sure but it was mostly because of like hearing a person's very personal experience of going through it. Because he talks, I mean, a hundred percent honestly, right. like, too much on his, <laughs> on his podcast, like gritty details. Yeah. Um, but in a good way, and that made me feel very confident and comfortable in like trying this new thing that I had scorned for years. Then, hundred percent, like stopped drinking, started smoking. Huh. And I will say it has been probably one of the most positive life changes I've ever made because my dad has actually stopped me two times back in the day when I was Mr. Drinking Bottles of Jack because he was like, I'm worried you have a drinking problem. Yeah. You know, you party. And, I, and now I never felt like I definitely partied hard. I had my days, but I was never personally worried about it. Like I always had it in check. Yeah. You know, it wasn't like 
Not drinking never interfered with me going to work or going to school or Shows. anything like that. I well, wasn't that person. Your, your but dad has experience. Well, exactly. He knows. Sure. And 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 you know <laughs> and right and that's the thing is you know I understand that you know he you know he didn't want me to just yeah do anything yeah. too much. Um, so yeah, it, it definitely just it was a one eighty for me. Yeah. And, and now I, I definitely, it's something I love to do. And then now, then I got back into drinking slowly, but treated well, as something as I'm going to do a little bit. Like a bit. treat. Exactly. Like, it, like it's, a, it's, a, it's a pleasurable thing. Exactly. But not something Well, the gonna... thing you need to worry about is if uh, our Uncle Dan ever said, like, you're drinking too much. Right. Oh, yeah. That's yeah. Because, like, that, he's our German-Irish uncle who yeah, uh, fucking, that guy. When I was a kid, um, my brother and I would, eat, would spend every Friday at Dan and Joanne's. And, like, it was a thing. Like, my mom would go out and kind of, like, go party and see her friends and, like, leave the kids at uh, Joanne and Dan's. So Nick and I would, like, hang out there and, like, we'd watch, like, Friday night videos and shit like that in the 80s. But my favorite thing I always remember is, like, Danny would get fucking drunk. And uh, this is when he was really hitting it hard. Yeah. And pass out on the couch. And that was our bed because it was a fold-out couch. And I remember, like, my Aunt Joanne would, like, be screaming at it, like, Danny, get off the couch. Oh, my God. The kids want to go to sleep. And me and Nick would be, like, half asleep, like, standing there, like, little kids, like, we want to just want to go to bed. And Danny was like, I'm not moving. Fuck it. I'm drunk. I'm, oh, like, my God. just, like, lay on that couch and spread out. Jeez. Like, like old-style cans everywhere. Yeah. Just, like, fucking lit. Yeah. But yeah, it's it, like liquor will do that. It was just, like, when right. you're drunk and you're out, you're out. Mm-hmm. Whereas, like, you know. If you're high and you're out, you're you're still like. It mows you to the bed. Like people, right. people can deal with you. Like you can fucking. Right. Well, and that's like the fundamental thing that I or at least, feel. You know. I don't think I've ever that I can recall have an experience of someone being so high they were a dick. Yeah, well, I, 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 I mean, uh, I don't know. okay, compared to how many times someone was well, so drunk, you're drunk they were you're a dick. dick yeah. That's the comparison. No, no, no not my friends yeah, were. And here's, yeah, yeah, that's here's true. the thing yeah. that's I think right so different about it is like. The only reason, like, alcohol is legal, so it's accepted, and no one really bats an eye at it. Right. Even though it kills more people than weed ever fucking has or will. Yeah. You can't overdose on it. And it, right. Like, it's like you would you literally. You get too drunk, yeah. Absolutely. You can get too drunk. Bon Scott. And of the times I've been really drunk and the times I've been so blazed, I can I have all of my faculties in my complete well, control when I'm like, like when people are, are, are too high, they're not really? dicks. They're just fucking yeah. they're maybe well, obnoxious. But let me I, say yeah, because no, they're I'm, fucking high. But like when someone's a drunk, like like my friends who are like really have bad drinking problems from my youth, like my buddies I party with in the 20s who are still like they have a problem. It's not like a guy who likes to have a drink. They will either tell me that they love me or they hate me. Sure, sure. And that's yes, all I get yes, from yeah. them when they're fucking drunk. It's like you're the fucking best guy. I love you, my brother. Or you fucking cocksucker. I hate you. Yeah. Right. Whereas yeah. when you're, you're high, right. you'll get that, but it's never aggressive. Mm-hmm. Yeah, right, yeah. So like high people will like I'll give. Yeah, it's like you, you're harshing my buzz. Yeah, yeah. I guess, the most you'll get from hey, somebody. Dude, For me, chill. like they're obnoxious in a different in a way that's like it's not aggressive obnoxious. Right, right. It's just like, drunk don't, people want to fight me right now. Yeah. Um, or no, like my buddy who I see like once every three years, who like I see him and he's like, "Why don't you fucking hang out anymore?" Like he wants to swing at me. Right. Yeah. Oh, jeez. So there's yeah. that. Yeah. yeah, I feel like. Um, I mean, I guess I'm going to kind of out myself, and I don't care. I'm happy to share this. <laughs> Yay! Um, podcasting. Yeah, I mean, here. no, and I'm not like that's the thing. Like the people I'm close with know. Um, and I, I like to talk about it to try to reduce the stigma of it, of what people think. Oh, I think I know what you're going to say. So, like, I smoke weed every day. 
Oh, every day. That's not what I was saying. I smoke oh. weed every day. Okay. Well, and that's not that unusual. Now, right. Yeah. And the thing is, that's why I'm able to maintain all of my faculties and not mm-hmm. because the people that are like, oh my God, you smoke every day. They think that it's like you're getting drunk every day. And right. Like you're right. like out of like, because when the, the once in a while time that someone that doesn't smoke every day gets high, they get fucking high. Right. right. They're like, I can't function. Now, when you do it every day, well, I'm going from about, uh, you changed, know, an though. eight to a nine. Like back down to an eight, you know, though, like, from like 1988. No, it is way stronger than it used to be, and yeah. that's a fact. Like it used to be like you, you build know, the tolerance, like you but it's exactly, really? and oh, that's yeah. see, and that's what okay. I'm that's what that's I'm explaining is after oh, you smoke. So your generation, the generation you of like understand to- of like tolerance built people who can like smoke this I fucking could smoke someone anyone on the table. Okay, same here, and like it's just, and I don't. You know, I mean, yeah, we'll be kind of goofy and, and like laughing, but, not, but like, yeah. it's not, I, it takes a while to get. Not like that, ju- not like that like, shit where people like my age who talk about like getting high with twenty-three-year-olds mm-hmm. be like, "What the fuck are you kids doing?" Right, and, like, and they're and all again, worried about you. It's, it's once in a while you're doing it, right. so yeah, it's gonna make you super blazed. But what's well, the Louis C.K. joke? Is like, like I never do drugs except when I do drugs because when I do, it's awesome. Right, right. because I never do it. Right, like that's his joke. But I get that, like. Because, like, you know, I know kids who probably every day get high, but they get high off shit that's probably really strong sure. to a 43-year-old. Exactly. Right. But, like, to them, it's like, well, I'm just going to do a little bit of this. Right. Right. But I mean, like, these guys too like, with tolerance. Like, you know, you have a, you had, what, three drinks before bed or something? I was, yeah. That didn't affect, like, if no. you stopped doing that for two months and then had those three drinks, you'd get pretty drunk. Which is why I stopped so when you right so when you smoke all the time it's like you don't go from like I said you go from like an eight to a nine I'm not like going from outer space this guy was (laughs) exactly if I drink as much scotch as you did and the beers yeah I would be passed out blackout drunk see I'm just feeling good there's no way I could do that (laughs) but like if I matched you drink for drink with a joint for joint by myself I'd be sitting here fine Michael did make a very interesting scotch face. Oh, How do we describe that scotch face you made? That's my, my lord face, probably, yeah. too. Shit, man. There's a bar that I, I went and visited my buddy, uh, this kid Jason, who was the very first podcast guest. And he's got a bar in Lincoln Square that he goes to, which is a very Chicago bar because it's like the guy who runs it is like this fucking notorious drunk and, you know, just like pouring drinks for y'all. And it's great. Yeah. And giving you shit the whole time. Yeah. But like one of our friends met us, this uh, girl met us, and she never had a malort. So it's one of those things where, like, if you're in a Chicago bar, I love doing, and that. somebody love says, it. "I've never had this is my first Malort." That's your death. Like everybody yeah. stops talking yep. until you and drink. They, they like ring a bell. It's like, okay, watch her drink this shit. Got a now. Sucker over here. Yeah. And yeah. she drank it, and she made oh. the exact same face yeah. you made with your little. Yeah, you, know, you know, if you need content, get pictures of people taking shots of that on your. Oh show. my god! I don't think I even had a shot of Malort until I was in my 30s. It's terrible. It's not That's like so I've worn it for years. My friends, I have friends that love it. Yeah. Why? I got these these two. Well, dudes I think that it's because it's like a cool hip pack. thing. But is it, yeah. this is a Chicago Anna thing. I call it, it because it's like Americana. Right. Exactly. Or like people to who me are it's like, like a Chicago Pride thing almost. Yeah. Like, like people who are Americana are like very into like the folk music and art yeah. of America. Mm-hmm. Like Chicago Anna is like you drink Malort, you don't put ketchup on a hot dog. Right. It's like all this bullshit rules. Lot, it's pop not soda. Right. <laughs> we don't have a lot. Right. What do you mean we don't Pizza. have a lot? Like of those things. We have what we have well well okay. Just name two. Yeah. Okay. So there's a there, there's a, a a Huffington Post article recently by this fucking douchebag. I didn't comedian. read it but I heard about it. You heard about this? Yes. 
And he left Chicago. He moved to Chicago from San Francisco in like 2014. And now he's on his way to New York. And every Chicagoan who read his podcast, who read his podcast, read his fucking uh, blog post or whatever, they're giving him shit for this. But like some of the things he said about Chicago, weirdly enough, are kind of true. Okay. Like, I feel really shitty admitting it, but, like, he's got, like, ten points. Two of them are good. Eight of them are bullshit. Sure. But, like, some of it is that we're, like, um, weirdly proud. Like, every yep. Chicago 100%. thing that you do, it's like Chicago is the greatest city because <clears throat> right, fill in the sure. blank. And it's, like, an inflated pride that we have. Yeah. yeah. And I do kind of think that that's a relevant point. It's, like, I know people that are, like, fuck where you're from, but, like, I, when I go places where you're from, like, I'm from fucking Chicago. Well, there's and like I, a cachet to saying, that. Like, it's exactly. tough. Like, I like, survived these live fucking here. winners. Yeah. Like, these asshole motorists and people walking down the streets. I survived them, too. And Mikey, Mikey, for the, Mikey, for the record, rides his bike from fucking... I stopped. Uh, you stopped? I got thrown a couple years ago. You were riding uh, your bike from, do, from, from Logan Square all the way up Fullerton to Lincoln Park. Yeah. To go to work. I stopped. I got thrown a couple years ago, or like two summers ago. That's I had my helmet on. Thank God, because I landed on my fucking head. But ever since then, I just I'm paying attention too much to like cars and shit, and not just riding my bike. So I just can't get in the mind space. To, but that's a very Chicago thing. Like we're yeah. supposed to be a bike friendly town, <laughs> but not. every every regular bicyclist has a story yep. about nearly getting killed. But you know, I drive too, so I've I've almost hit a couple of bikers. I'm on both oh, sides. It's easy to do. No, yeah. I'm with you. Years ago, like Lumpen Magazine, which runs out of uh, Bridgeport, mm. uh, had their Chicago uh, Jagoff issue. And you could submit anything the you wanted. Jagoff of the week? Yeah, Jagoff of the week was a thing. And I submitted an entry, uh, which was, um, I, I, I was a driver, and I decided, fuck it, I'm going to, everyone is on the bike is bitching about shit, and everyone is a pedestrian is bitching about shit. I'm going to bitch about, like, what it's like to be a driver mm-hmm, in this town, mm-hmm, yeah. a motorist. It's hard. And I did, and, like, and then I went to this bar, uh, Maria's, you know that bar oh, yeah. in Bridgeport? Oh, yeah, it's a great yeah, bar. Nice. Very, very kind of cool bar. And uh, I read it at their open mic because they had a the release party for the thing. And everybody was looking at me with, like, fucking daggers in yeah. their eyes. Because I'm like... And I even said, like, here's one for the motorists. Sometimes, as a driver, it sucks in this fucking town because it's defensive driving. And then you got pedestrians who are dicks yep. who don't mm-hmm. fucking care about, nope. about, like, the fact that, like, they have two seconds on a fucking light. And they'll just walk... Like, you know, their babies, you know, like, like they're just fucking crawling across yeah, the shit. Can't stand and bicyclists who I'm always hyper aware of, yeah. but at the same time, they can be dicks too. Yep. So it's like. Oh, I had one girl across traffic towards me and like cut across diagonally. And you were the asshole. And, right, and you're the, the asshole. asshole you're always the asshole because you're right. driving. So ridiculous. Like, I think I even rolled the window down once years ago and yelled, like, I get it. You're going green. You're oh, not dude, polluting. Get, you're yeah. on a bike. I screamed But you're a fucking dick fucking anyway. Yesterday. I do that shit all the time. The, be driving is the only time I allow myself to be a complete rage hall. Like, just like. <laughs> it's easy in this city. Like, it's, it's the only time I truly allow myself to get angry because it's one of the only times in life when you have a conflict that there really isn't. You're not, you don't have a chance to connect or talk to that person. Right. Or give it, they don't give a shit. It's just, I need to get where I'm going. And That's so, a Chicago thing. Right. And it so, is a Chicago thing. So for me, I'm just like very defensive and looking around all the time. Everyone's just, it's cutthroat. Like, you got to get there. Right. So it's I horrible. will, kill if, if I didn't swear out my window once in a while, I would lose my mind. I think, like, I've, I've, like, like another great Louis C.K. joke is how he says that he's the worst version of himself when he's behind the wheel. Yes. Mm-hmm. But that is totally true. Yep. Mm-hmm. Because yeah. I will scream at people, I, I will can. honk, and I try not to. And you like get out of the car and perfectly pleasant. Yeah, yep. I know. You get out of the car and it's just like, you're in an elevator with a person, you're like, hey, how you doing? It's yeah. good to see you. Back but behind a car, man. it's like, you fucking asshole. I sent him a video snap the other day. So 
yesterday I was driving out to the suburbs. I left at 9.30 in the morning. I get on 9094, bumper to bumper, stopped Oh, oh forget it, yeah. yeah. But I'm leaving the city at 9.30 on a Saturday. No, no, I'm it sorry, doesn't matter. It, does, it doesn't like, matter when you're on 9094. Like, but also, fuck if me you're on the for Ryan, at this point thinking it's going to be no, different. No, no, no. Like, I still think, like, oh, yeah, I'll get up early. Well, that's what I feel bad for you two. Through. If you guys want to go, like, here's the thing that, like, Joe even made this reference, like, years ago. When, like, uh, when my book came out, Joe and Frankie did the, mm-hmm. the you did the yeah. video. And, like, you drove up here and you were just like, oh, my God, I get it now. Like, mm-hmm. you don't go out to the suburbs because it's a pain in the ass. Right, right. right. But here's the thing, like, like if you're gonna drive on 9094, where you guys are kind of like in like Logan Square, west side of town, you have to take that shit to yep, go to yeah. the suburbs. Yep. I get the pleasure of getting onto Lakeshore Drive from Rogers uh, Park, which is no one's on that. But shit. Lakeshore Drive can suck sometimes too. It can suck, it can, but, it's, but not it not sucks when you get to like Belmont. Right. Right now, I can drive from Hollywood to Belmont, and I'm doing 80. And yeah. there's no Cubs game. Here. And there's no yeah, Cubs there's game. There's been times yeah. where I've neglected to go on 9094, gone all the way down to Lakeshore. Of course. Looped around. It sucks. To yeah. then go away. Because you guys are on the worst stretch mm-hmm. of traffic mm-hmm. in the entire city like limits. Your mm-hmm. hour trip to the suburbs in 35 minutes could be on 9094, yeah. just getting mm-hmm. to 57. So, you know all the statistics you hear every year about how many people get shot in this town? Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's bad. Mm-hmm. It's very bad. They Apparently, I heard this may not be true, so don't quote me, but I heard years ago that like the statistics for shootings in Chicago do not take into account highway shootings. Oh wow! So it's only like what? fucking side street level really? dude on a street shooting another dude That's on a street. A lot shooting. of people get shot. On yeah, that. I have to imagine that Dan Ryan is like oh, the people probably I've flex. Seen it. Like, uh, <laughs> you've seen it, Jeff? Well, yeah, they, I've seen them popping caps. Like, yeah, really off the L tracks and shit. Well, you yeah. go to Skokie every day, right? Yeah. Or Niles? Yeah. Well, not that way. I'm talking Southside. Yeah. yeah, well, yeah. yeah. Well, Jeff has this weird thing. Like, Jeff goes to uh, the the neighborhood that I grew up in, which I never want to go back to, is Bridgeview. And Great Jeff Warnhoff goes out of his fucking way to go there to go see the fire play. Yeah. Yeah. So he, like, goes out of his way to go to 71st fucking and, Bridgeview, and fucking yeah. Harlem. I go through that. Whereas I can't wait to go. I don't want to go back there. But, like, that's the thing. Like, like the rage of driving doesn't yeah. even factor into, like, our crime statistics. Wow. I so be very telling. They're trying to water it down however they can. They are. Yeah. Yeah. They're trying to make it seem like we're not as violent as we are. I have, you know, family in Kentucky. I was just down there visiting my dad, and they they asked me, "It's like, don't you? How do you live there?" Well, because they they get the super conservative oh, yeah. news of Chicago, so well, they just assume. Isn't that around. is that a we're thing? All... Like outside of the city yeah. limits, everyone thinks that we're fucking horrifyingly violent well, people. They're coming up here for Marissa's wedding, which is in the suburbs, Ooh. and they were concerned about it. They're like, "Are we going to be okay?" Where we're staying, I'm like, "You're in the suburbs." Should we talk about your sister's wedding? Yeah, let's talk about it. So, my what do you think of your married. sister's wedding? <laughs> my sister's so, getting married. So, I wanted to ask this question for one reason: Is uh, Mike's sister Marissa's how old? Twenty eight. She's twenty eight. And getting married. Don't do it. And well, Jeff just whispered, "Don't do it." Yeah. Like the thing is, every I'm wondering about your generation because my generation, my dad's generation, got married at like 21. Right. Like my parents were married at like 21, 22, and divorced by 27. Right. <laughs> like by the time my dad was like your age, Joey, mm-hmm. he had like a wife, an ex-wife, and two fucking kids. Blows my mind. Blows but my like, mind. imagine that. But, like, my generation internalized all the parents of divorce and thought, we're not getting married. Like, I didn't get married until I was about, like, pushing 40. Right. right. You guys, I assume, were going to do that shit. But, like, Marissa's getting married at 28, which seems young to me. It is. Like, just, she's the almost on the cusp of the right age. Mm-hmm. It's just, like, so I went to college in Georgia. 
Yeah. And people get engaged at 19, 20, 21. 19, really? Oh, I mean, it's insane. But it's a totally different vibe, you know, in the South. Well, it's the South, yeah. Uh, and so Atlanta as a city is obviously very different than Chicago. But uh, I think Marissa, she just wants to be like the wife, mom. She has I, that role. I, I can think, see that, yeah. Like, I remember for me when I had the realization of, what you're I don't want to use the word brainwashed into thinking you should do as you grow up, but like what you can you're use fed with propaganda yeah. or just the idea of what it is to be an American. You go to school and then you go to college and then you get out of college and you get a job and then you get a wife. I was sitting outside having a coffee with Josh over from she came from above. We're sitting on a corner of this right off the highway. Yeah. It's just traffic, five o'clock. And we're sitting there because we didn't have any fucking we had Hollywood video jobs. Yeah. And all these people, you think, okay, this dude got off work at five, sat in traffic for a fucking hour, and now sitting in traffic to get home, he's going to eat dinner with his family, and he's going to go to bed, maybe watch TV, get up at six, drive to work for an hour in traffic, fucking do it Monday through Friday, Saturday, Sunday, you're off, you know? And in that moment, I was like, that's not what I want to do. I don't want to do that. At least not for a while. At least not for a while. Like a long time. You know, um... And it's also in that point, too, and then later on in life, I realized, like, you can't really have a plan for life because life's going to do what it's going to do. Things will come and you can make decisions. But, like, setting goals, like, I want to be married by this age. But I knew people, like, I knew people for years who would do that. And I think I want to be married by 32, kid by 35. And I think Marissa might have a part of that. I don't know. I don't know. But I could see her having a part of that to where she's like. You know, I'm going to be 30 soon, and she wants to have kids. I know. She well, wants to I have feel like kids right to be after honest, she gets I mean, married. You got to also recognize like the biological clock is a thing. Is it a it's thing a with gender for kids? Because you guys are boy, you guys are males. Well, no, I'm saying for, for, for women, like, for it's like they, could, can only they only have X amount of years so to have a kid. Well, your older sister, and, and like Lena, never felt she that. doesn't want to have. Well, see, well, she doesn't want to have kids. We also She's smart. like you were saying. We came from the like I, my my dad left. My, my mom and dad got split when I was like seven or eight. So really? Lena, you were that young? Yeah, Marissa was probably like six, and Lena was probably only like, what, 10 or 11? Yeah. Um, and I think all three of us came under that. Like, I'm aware that both of my parents have had multiple marriages, and I want to make sure if I do settle down with someone, I do it once. With, right. Like, I want to have no doubts. Because I don't want to go through that bullshit like they did. No, it's bullshit. Where I think Lena looks at it, and she's like... I'm just going to avoid the motherfucking thing altogether. And I'll never get married. Smart. Which is fine. Yeah. And then I think Marissa maybe wants to be the redemption of it in a sense of I want to do it once and get it right the first well, time. Well, I, I think like of all your siblings, because you're one of four. Yeah. And like your older sister, Lena, is very, like Lena's very quiet, yep. but very smart very smart and uh there's something about that that sort of makes sense she's like she she's a sponge she, and and, and you you're the only guy yep so there's that thing and then marissa is sort of like 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 skipping marissa like your youngest sister Bryn mm-hmm. is uh Bryn. yeah <laughs> and i'm just going to leave a phase where she's just living yeah exactly you got to go figure shit but out like, right but now. like marissa's like 19 she, she's 18, 19 18 or 19 How, and marissa's 28 28 i remember when your mom got married uh to Brian yeah. and uh, they had they had Brynn and I remember thinking like oh fuck like by the time Lena is out of college Brynn will be like a baby it's just like yeah. this mm-hmm. distance this so gap crazy. I was 13 but, like, you were 13 or? Was born. but like I can get like Brynn's going through that shit you're sort of past that shit yep 
Lena's smarter than that shit. Yep. And Marissa hmm. is like, fuck all this. I'm going to get married and prove all these fuckers wrong. Right. And I think she really loves this guy. And I really think it's going to be a good marriage. Yeah. I'm not like doubting it. Do. But it's like, I, yeah. I think your generation has an attitude towards marriage that's similar to my generation where we're a little bit skeptical of it. Mm-hmm. Like I got married in, I'm going to like, like this is going to be my seven year anniversary and I'm 46. So I got married in my late thirties. Yeah. And like, that's the thing. Like you wait a fucking while and you find the one, you know what you're getting into. Yeah. Whereas like my parents' generation, no, they just got married because they kind of wanted to have sex. Right. And so it's like, let's just get married so we can fuck. And that was like a thing like we were free of. But at the same time, you guys, I think, are like in this way station of we may get married. I don't know. We right. may not. I don't give a shit. But just back to what he was saying with like the dating apps and shit, the grass size greener. Like, yep. why would I get married when I could have Sally and Jessica? <laughs> and Every time I've ever smoked weed, it's done nothing. Let me ask you me. that question. This is what we're talking but then, about. then again, this was the '90s, so right. like this is before you guys. So started. Did you ever get into it? No, never had like. It just, just, I never opposed to it. Just like, I didn't care. So it didn't click. Like, it wasn't my thing. The first, like, like in the '80s, I was so punk that like what we did was we chain smoked cigarettes yeah. and drank shitloads of booze, but like hippie shit was weed. Right. So right. we didn't so get into Nelson it. And, shit. and then like that shit started to change, but I was already so set in my ways. Like all my friends smoke weed, but I was always like, ah, fuck it. I was like, oh, I was the guy drinking beers, right? And uh, it's just, it was a thing. Like I think I missed it. Like my, I, I just wasn't right. young enough. Well, I didn't start smoking weed regularly until I was twenty-five. Really? Yeah. I've okay. only been the smoking first... weed. I've only been smoking weed every day for probably like four years. Okay. Um, I smoked weed for the first time. When I was twenty-two. Really? And That's I a love great that. story. I love in Vegas that because right? yeah because wait that was in Vegas I remember yeah, that yeah. Vegas together so, oh you guys were in Vegas with me so the that, first that, time I didn't know Joey first got time, high that the first was the time. first time I ever did it these so. guys like we would go to like my for the for background my entire oh, family I doesn't when that happened I remember when you did that. do you really yeah my entire that family goes on a Vegas trip. trip. Yeah. Because like like my dad who's sixty six years old all the way down to Joey who's like you know the youngest probably there. And, like, you know, my family, like, the older ones will go see, like, fucking Bonnie Raitt or something yeah. and uh, or Bette Midler. And, like, my brother and I, who are, like, in our late 30s, pushing 40, we'll, like, go to, like, we'll get drunk and then go to a hotel room and sleep it off. But, like, Joe and Mike oh, in their trip. 20s in their first oh. trip, like, we I only had an inkling of what city. the fuck those two were up to. <laughs> mm-hmm. But, like, Dude. I know you didn't sleep. Nope. You slept like from like morning. Three hours a you night slept from like dawn until like we went to lunch. bed when the sun was up every day. But yeah, you guys we, were getting, you guys oh, were running wild. Dude, oh, it was great. You were kind of keeping it on the DL. We mm-hmm. were fucking. Oh yeah, like so. Wait, we would do the family dinner bullshit, and everyone was like, "Okay, well, have a good night." So we would go home, monster energy up, fucking. Then that started our night. So yeah. eleven or twelve is when we were gonna hit like, the strip and start our fucking night. And dude, me and Joe, dude, we picked up. Chicks, like th- this is my thing. There's well, these two girls in at the what was that sick place Lena and John stayed at? The Cosmopolitan. The Cosmopolitan. There's these two girls. I the go, new club. Oh, it's I go, right. Joe, the new I go, hotel. These two girls are cuties, man. Like I'm into this one. Joe's like, oh, perfect, because I'm into this one. I'm like, all right, well, we can. Because I, when me and Joe are together, just like when we're hanging out, yeah, our family has an energy. There, you so feed we, off you that can, shit. You yeah. can feed yeah. off uh-huh. it, and I know that when me and like we me and Joe are great wingmen when we used to go out together. Well, I would see you two put put pictures up of your exploits and be like. Every other guy just don't even bother because we're, <laughs> we're owning this shit. So, and you guys are fucking too fucking cute to not dude, own this shit. You're right. Like these every two record. guys are talking to these girls, Vince, outside of this bar, and I said, "Look, dude, we're gonna do this," and we figured out. So, I walk up to them and I go, "Oh, hey, 
you guys went to blah 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 high school or some bullshit, right? And interrupt these two bros. I don't give a fuck Because it was clear that these girls were not yeah, even talking to them. Yeah, you can tell. I've seen enough. Like, like, kind of stuck so, in the conversation. So I was like, oh, well, we should meet up later and like check it out. Like, well, I'll let you wrap up with your friends. Why don't you come uh, meet? I'm with, my, I'm with Joe. Remember Joe? And then he waves. Yeah. And then, so <laughs> these two girls like say goodbye to this guy. And I walked them down. And we spent the whole fucking night with these two girls. And then yeah. the next night we spent with these other girls. Is and then the, the third night we found these other girls. And we went to their hotel. And we were fucking partying at their pool. Remember those three babes? Yes. Oh. The babes. Wait, 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 wait. Is one of these the girl that told Mike that told you... Like you took your shirt off and and and, and she said you were blessed. She was kept saying that you were blessed. You were fucking blessed. That you're so good that. looking. That might have been the girl when we were oh. walking back to Bailey's. That on the wa- remember we were going on the round. Oh, Bailey's. Like I have this image in my head, which is probably not true, of some random random drunk was fucking that, club girl like was that girl sucking on Mike's nipple, telling him he's blessed, which is probably not true, but probably not. Also not probably too far from the truth. But <laughs> like his chiseled I guess fucking I've got nipples. Off on this, like, fucking tangent. But we're walking back to the hotel one night, and I'm like, man, Joe, if I if we can't find some weed like I'd love oh, yeah. to smoke while we're out here with all these lights and stuff because I'm so well, new to it it's not hard to find that in Vegas right well, but so I, we found out so my nose <laughs> I catch a whiff of it outside of bit like a Bally's dog like a, like a do- I'm like <laughs> I'm like I smell it I smell <laughs> it so we go walk down this corner and I see a dude sitting on the stairs and I'm just like hey man I don't want to be weird but like you mind if I sit with you for a second he's like yeah you come down it's like I was like, I'm from Chicago. I smelled something. I was just wondering if you, you know. He's like, yeah, you want to smoke? I'm smoking this joint. This motherfucker looks like Lenny Kravitz. Lenny Kravitz. I swear to God. Probably was Doppelganger. Maybe it was. He was a male stripper. For all intents and purposes. He was a traveling It was Lenny Kravitz. So it was Lenny Kravitz who whipped his dick out. Yes. Super Lenny Kravitz. Okay. I'm like fucking stoked. Like this, I'm passing this joint with this guy. Joe's sitting next to me. I know you don't smoke. He's the old guy in the fucking. Oh, you got it in front of me. I look at him. I'm sitting here in Vegas. The night before I went to Vegas, I should tell you, I showed him the movie Fear and in Las Vegas. Oh, so we're going to watch this. Oh, fuck. To, yeah. That's this why we had such a crazy uh, trip. Uh, 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 I said, this is going to be the inspiration for that what we're going to try yours, to do. Like, Joey, that's, what you, that's your dude, Henry Thompson. Yeah, he's got that I, tattoo. I literally have a tattoo that I got because of that experience Yeah, like, like Hunter Thompson's your boy, I know. It's, it, it was one of those things, like, like, again, like, from that, you know, being introduced kind of initially through Kevin Smith into, like, the idea of it, and then seeing that movie. Yeah. Opening my mind to things I've never seen or considered before, and then, and then going Kravitz. to La- and then being in Las Vegas and, and like, smoking. I was also recent, I was also recently single, first time out That's of my right. four year relationship. Oh, fuck. so just like at this completely different juncture of my life. And I remember Michael and I was like, "Why not? Let's just try it." And I remember Michael saying, "Like, you're not going to bed, motherfucker." Yeah, like you know, <laughs> yeah. you're single now. Yeah. Like, like it was like the timing was perfect, and he was like, like you right. were the older cousin corrupting. When mm-hmm. I came, like motherfucker, God, we're yeah. going out and we're not going to bed. Dude, the other thing about that trip is we were. That's this is when we were. Joe was party drinker, and mm-hmm. but I was pretty into it too. Like, oh yeah, we, we, we were. We got drunk. Everybody. We were double like. Because we didn't want to wait in line. Double fist and whiskey cokes. That was our jam. Whiskey cokes. The whole time. And then remember when we fucking were at the Paris Rager and they were like $25 for a whiskey yeah. coke and it comes out in a fucking glass like, like this that. half yeah. full. And like $25, but we did it because it's like got to keep the we'll buzz going. <laughs> yeah. I just fucking got my cousin smoked weed with me for the first time. Like, and like as I say it and I say it, I'm like, man, am I a fucking... Uh, What's the not bad instigator, bad influence? No, uh, antagonist. Uh, no, um, 
enabler. Oh yeah, you know. Well, I mean, yeah. Well, I mean, yes and no because it's like I mean, really it's an enabler. Still up to my. Right, if he's like, no, still no, up no, to me. Inhale. Right, like you didn't force inhale. anything like on me ever. It was yeah. always presenting the option, I felt like and it was like my it. decision. Yeah, and that's what, we're so similar. And that's what makes Our birthdays are. I think part. anyone comfortable in any situation is not being forced or pressured, but just being like. Hey, if you feel comfortable, you can try this. Yeah. And every other thing I've then tried <laughs> has been a very much of cultivating a safe space, comfortable space with people you trust. And any if you that's all that you need to have a good experience doing right. anything. You gotta feel comfortable. You know, so yeah, exactly. So it's just, you know, the the, the, the things were right for me. <laughs> this okay. is great. Yeah. Any, any last uh, scotch? Thoughts? I'll have one more. Drink one more this. sip because you got a little bit in your glass. I'm not, I don't know if I'm going to take the whole thing, but I'm going to have All one right. more little. Jeffrey, Cheers. you got some too? Thanks for having okay. us. Yeah. Cheers. Yeah, no problem. This we got great. pizza now, so we're going to eat. Mm. <sighs> Smoke and peat and fry. Campfire, whatever the hell that was. Somebody once said that like bourbon tastes like fire, scotch tastes like brine, and Irish whiskey tastes like sunlight. I, I feel like Irish whiskey yeah. tastes like straight gasoline to me. Really? <laughs> yep. I, I, I can't do the Jameson. It's the easiest, like, the most laid-back whiskey to drink. You drink a lot of Jack, though. I or, do. Yeah. That's, that's... I like Crown Royal. Crown Royal's good. Liquid caramel. <laughs> so. All right, so let's eat some pizza. And uh, holy shit. This looks good. Just thank you to my wife for ordering pizza while we sat in the backyard while drinking. And uh, hopefully she's coming back for a slice, but oh well. Help yourselves. Good night. Ooh. All right, good night, y'all.